Welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Tea. I am so excited to have an amazing guest on today. Um, She's actually one of my clients, Rebecca, and I think her story will help so many of you. Rebecca came off the pill in 2019, had one year of nothing, and then she booked in with me, and we've worked together for the last nearly two years to get her cycle back. and now she's pregnant. So lovely little kind of ending to an amazing story. But I thought today we can chat through kind of Rebecca's experiences, her advice to any of you going through the same thing today, um, supplements, herbs, everything. So go make a cup of tea, relax, and um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's spill the tea. So Rebecca, thank you so, so much for coming in today. I already know you were going to help so many people from your experience um, because obviously I can only give a certain amount of information, but you can literally speak from experience and you went through it all. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming in. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honoured to be here. I'm Um, so happy when you asked me. (laughs) Of course. And obviously you have such a happy story because you are now 21 weeks pregnant. Yes. Yeah. All's going great. Thank God. Like amazing mm-hmm. ending to the story and yeah. I was me and Rebecca obviously we're chatting before the the mics went on and I was reading back through our email threads and it was just so nice to see like that first email you sent me like yeah. June 2020 being like I've no periods mm-hmm. I'm after to get my bloods I'm waiting for an endocrinologist but I'd love mm-hmm. to come see you as well mm-hmm. and straight away from your bloods I was like you have hypothalamic amenorrhea yeah um and just like, you know, she, Rebecca would send me a, an email every time she got her period. Like, I feel like I've been there with you the whole time. It's just, and it's so nice to meet you in person as well. Yeah, it's so nice because everything was obviously done throughout COVID. So we were always on Zoom or. Yeah. So and we tried lovely. a few times. You were like, oh, you were yeah. booked in. I was like, I'm yeah. really sorry I have to change into yeah. online. So we get to meet now in mm-hmm. person. So I think the best thing to do is maybe start from the start. Like if we go back to your um, like your first period, what age were you then? Did you always have mm-hmm. a regular cycles for any issues with your periods mm-hmm. when you were growing up? Um, so probably like I can't pinpoint like when I got my first period. It was probably like 12 or 13 around in or around there. It was probably maybe first year. Um, and I just suffered really bad as in pain wise. So every time, every month I got my period, I wasn't a regular, but every month I got my period, I was just so in so much pain. Like I'd miss days from school and stuff like that. So I went to the doctor and straight away they were like, oh, put you on the pill. Um, so I probably went on the pill when I was 15 maybe and I took no break. So um, like obviously the seven days in between each month, but I took no break like long term from it. So then in around I was 24, maybe 25 and I started to get I, I just knew something was off and I just said to myself, like, I'm just going to come off the pill now because I knew something wasn't right. I was kind of bleeding a lot at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still getting my period every month when I came, had took the seven day break. But then for around six to eight weeks, I was bleeding nearly every two weeks. I knew something was wrong. OK, so I came off it then completely and there was nothing. So I think it was May 2019. I came off the pill. Yeah, I have actually April 2019. April, and, and sorry. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. somewhere around there anyway. So April 2019, I'm just trying to think of all the dates. Um, yeah. I came off the pill and I got no period for Nothing. until January 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I crazy. Think, yeah, it's a good, again, anyone listening to this, mm. it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. And hypothalamic amenorrhea is probably one of the most difficult 
conditions I would always say to clients to fix. Mm. And obviously as well, if people aren't aware of what that is, just to explain it. Mm -hmm. So hypothalamic menorrhea is when you lose your period, you just stress on the body. And this stress can be anything from emotional stress, like being really, really busy or having a lot of worry or, you know, literally like that emotional stress. It can be physical stress in the body, like over exercising, under eating, low body weight. Like even I've seen some clients they are not necessarily underweight, but they're not eating enough carbs in their diet. They're just really like high protein, mm -hmm. you know, loads of vegetables kind of thing. And what happens is your body's basically like, okay, you can barely look after yourself at the moment. Why in God's name would we let you get pregnant? Mm -hmm. And it stops ovulation. It's trying to do you a favor. It's trying to protect you. Um, and this is why it takes some time sometimes to kind of, it's like as if you're coaxing your, your hormones back out, being like, everything's fine. The bad man is gone. Like, mm -hmm. let's go. But like, if you even had a one, a few, one week then of going back to maybe bad habits and maybe did a little bit too much exercise that week or you didn't eat enough calories that week, it's like then, not that you're back to square one, but your body goes back into that stressful state so yeah it's slow and like you were amazing because you just you were determined I was very back. determined yeah but I think a lot of it was COVID as well when COVID hit I kind of it's, it's all I thought about to be honest with you I was like I knew something was wrong I was very down over it Um, I was just really trying to get my health back on track because obviously I always wanted to have kids as well so that was a huge thing that was playing on my mind and I just I was I got to the point where I was so determined. I It was hard to like stop exercise and eat an awful lot more than I was eating, but I had to do it. Like mm -hmm. and it's like now when I look back, it's just crazy to see the difference, you know, like between now and even just like 2021. It was only one year ago, a year and a half ago, really, yeah. when I first got back. Yeah. So um, like it does show when you put your mind to something that like you can achieve anything you yeah. know and I was just so determined after you but like you helped me so much like with everything that you gave me and all the advice that you gave me like I didn't get any of that from anywhere else so that was amazing thank mm -hmm. you you're welcome um, but yeah it's crazy it's been a crazy journey so if we go back to 2019 so I've mentioned mm -hmm. there a few things that cause hypothalamic menorrhea mm -hmm. so from that list of things what would be the factors that in hindsight were affecting your period yeah so definitely it was over exercise and under eating um, so I, around 2017, I kind of started, now growing up, I was always sporty. I played camogie, I played football, I was swimming, everything. Um, and then when I went to college, um, that all stopped because I wasn't home for training and stuff like that. So I kind of put on a little bit of weight in college. And then around 2017, I started going just with one of my friends. I was like, I really want to get back into fitness started going to those, you know, the trampolining classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're brilliant. Like, I loved it. And I started going to, to them. I was kind of just going, like, maybe twice a week and, like, I lost a little bit of weight and I was really happy and everything. And then one of my friends joined a gym. So she was like, oh, do you want to come with me some night? And I went with her and then it just all went downhill from there. So I, like, it was... I went, I started going to the gym like religiously then, but I was, all I was doing was running on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. Like I had no, inf like I had no knowledge of what I was doing. Yeah. Like I didn't get a PT, I didn't get anything. And I was just constantly running on a treadmill, like literally for 45 minutes every day. I Did became just obsessed with it, like, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't eating to fuel that. Yeah. Do you know, I was just, I was under eating for the amount of exercise mm -hmm. I was doing. Like I was going, if not five, six days a week, yeah. just running. That's all I was doing. And that was maybe, that was twenty nine or 2018. Yeah. And um, then in about uh, early 2019, it just, it kind of like all of a sudden just really dropped. Like my weight went 
drastically it just fell off me. I was kind of, I was after losing a bit, but all of a sudden it just And what was your weight? Do you remember what your weight? Were you, were you weighing yourself all the time? Yeah, oh kind of like, yeah, yeah, all the time. Like at least four or five times a week. Okay. Yeah, like really, like I can't even remember the last time I weighed myself now because yeah. I just, I just don't do it, you know. And especially not now when I'm pregnant. But yeah. um, like it was, it was just so, it became so obsessive and I was following all the fitness influencers on Instagram and I don't know, I just, I don't know what it was, um, but I was just totally obsessed. Like, and I would feel guilty over eating like anything bad. My diet was so clean. I was so obsessed with what I was eating, like to the yeah. point where I was bringing, like me and my fiance didn't live together at the time. And like I was bringing like food to his house. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, things could, like that. Yeah. Like I was you nearly even enjoy. no, yeah. couldn't even enjoy like going out with the girls or anything. Like do you know, getting ready, we would have had like crisps and dips yeah. and stuff like that. And like I just feel so guilty for eating anything like that. Yeah, it was so unhealthy, yeah. so unhealthy, and it's, it's hard. So on paper, you're like I'm not eating. I'm not like you're not having croissants and no. You know, Chinese three nights a week and chicken rolls, chicken mm-hmm. fillet rolls every day for lunch. And like you're eating really healthy food. Mm-hmm. You're exercising a lot. Like on yeah. paper, it seems like you're doing the right thing. But it's not. But it's going way too extreme, I think. And way that's the extreme. fine line people don't really realise. Mm-hmm. What's also really interesting as well, Rebecca, like if you had of, say, not been on the pill over that time, you probably would have lost your period much sooner. Much sooner. I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. So I always think sometimes a pill almost masks lifestyle issues. Like it's like... Yeah. Your hormones and like your period, mm-hmm. your body wave being like, yeah, I'm happy what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. keep it up. Great work this month. And if you lose your period, there has to be a reason why. And that's what I'm always like drilling yeah. into people as well. Like if you've mm-hmm. no period, there's always a reason. So it's interesting that the pill almost allowed you to do that for longer. Mm-hmm. than Oh, totally yeah. mastered. Yeah. Totally. Like I would have lost it at least a year or two earlier, I'd say. Yeah. And I just didn't realize, mm-hmm. you know, and then like that. But I just had an inkling then in the end, something was wrong. So you came off the pill, nothing happened for a year. You went to the doctor, you got your bloods done. Mm-hmm. What was the treatment for that? Like what you obviously were like, I'm not going to work on the pill. So yeah. what was the medical Um First, they just, they were kind of looking at PCOS and things like that. And, um, but then like my bloods didn't correlate with PCOS. Yeah. It wasn't looking like that at all. So then I was basically just referred to an endocrinologist, but I was waiting so long to see an endocrinologist. Especially because it was COVID as well. No, sorry, that was before COVID, actually. I'd say I was nearly, I was months waiting to see an endocrinologist anyway. I can't even remember the timeline. But when I saw the endocrinologist first, I didn't even see the girl who I was referred to. Okay. It was like a junior doctor. And um, they basically just asked me like that, like about my lifestyle. And they did bloods. And basically just told me to exercise less and eat more. That was it. That's, yeah. that's, and any time I went to see, I think I've seen them three times. And any time, that's all I was told. Every single time, put a bit, put on a bit more weight. And mm-hmm. and it's not just as easy as that. Like you need no. guidance. You need like you were, like you had the, t- like I had the tonic and you gave me a diet plan. And you know, like it's, it's so much more than just put on a bit of weight and mm-hmm. eat more, exercise less. And even if it was the case where you're like, well, I'm actually struggling a lot with my relationship with food, like mm-hmm. they should refer you on to someone to help you with that. Or yes. it's very mm-hmm. like, it's it's very condescending. Same way you'd say yeah. to someone like, oh, just lose weight, like just stop eating. Like, yeah, you know, but exactly. it's so much more complex mm-hmm. than just not mm-hmm. eating the food or, yeah. or you like in your circumstance, eating more food. Like yeah. obviously there's so much anxiety and mental health kind of things around food as well. Mm-hmm. So it's awful that, mm-hmm. that that kind of follow on advice isn't mm-hmm. really given to people. Mm-hmm. Um. So then that was, yeah, that was, I think 
when you emailed me in June, I don't even think you'd seen your endocrinologist yet. No, I think I you hadn't. said to me you were waiting. I was and that waiting. Been yeah. Like a year and a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like because I've been to the doctor a few times, and I kind of just like as well. It was probably like my own. I just wasn't ready to totally dedicate myself mm-hmm. at that time either. Yeah. Um. I was, I was kind of really in over my head. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll still exercise and like, it will be fine. It'll just happen. But then I think lockdown hit then and I was just like, no, something needs to change. Mm, yeah. Because I found myself then when lockdown hit, I was just like exercising all the time as well. And I just didn't feel right. Yeah, I was like, something has to change. Yeah. So you came to me in June. Um, mm. Your bloods, I think I mentioned there at the start briefly, but they literally were hypothalamic amenorrhea. They were like classic case. And if anyone is listening and... They're not sure if their diagnosis or if they want to double check their own bloods. What we were looking at was her FSH and her LH, so your follicle stimulating hormone and her luteinizing hormone, which are the two ones that trigger ovulation, were like nowhere to be found. They're mm, really, they really low. Zero. Yes, you're going to expect to see that with um, HA because what's happening there is your body's not even trying to ovulate. It's mm-hmm. like literally just saying, no, we're not even attempting this. Um, prolactin was also really low. Your testosterone was also really low. Um, cortisol was really high. It's funny, I went back and looked at these photos again today. Um, but your, which is your stress hormones, through the roof. Like, so it was just so classic. Like, your body's under so much stress and all your hormones have been so low. So I think you came to me. The first thing we did was try and get your calories up, mm-hmm. which is hard. Do you even know what you used to eat, like, in terms of calories? Uh, oh, yeah, less than a thousand. Less than a thousand. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so... For HA when clients, I was in the, the throes of it, yeah, like, yeah, depth of it, like, yeah. So I try to get clients minimum two thousand, mm. and this is the thing. Sometimes this can take a long time to build yourself up to that point. Like a lot of clients come to me, and I'm like, look, don't book in for follow up just yet. Like, see how you go. It might be six months down the line. It might be a year later, or you might be great in three months' time because it is a process of accepting. Right, I'm going to have to put a little bit of weight here, and I'm going to have to re- reduce my exercise. So. How did you find initially? So what was our June consultation putting on weight then? Tough, yeah. very tough. Um, mentally, like it was just, it was such a huge lifestyle change. Like it's the very same as somebody that's extremely overweight trying to lose weight. Like people don't realise it's mm-hmm. it's the very same. Um, and it's just kind of getting your head I th- you think I was just in that routine for so long as well so it's like any lifestyle change but just I think oh it was just it was so difficult it's probably one of the most difficult I know there's so much more problems out there but it was just one of the most difficult things I've ever went through just you, to try yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I constantly had people saying it to me and you're just too thin and like it's just things I didn't need to hear but it was it was very tough. But I was at this point, like I was saying to you, I think before that I wasn't ready to start, yeah. you know, but at this point I was just so determined and I was consumed by it. Like I was totally consumed by it. Like every day I was listening to podcasts like this and trying to hear good news stories and, you know, like it kept telling myself that that's going to happen to me one day. And, and I look at you. Yeah, I know, so it's crazy. Good. Yeah, sitting here talking so to me. So I think that's what kind of kept me going. Um, but lockdown definitely did help. I think yeah. um, from not working... Because I lost my job in lockdown, like, so mm. I think from not working and I just, I solely, that's all I focused on was just getting my health back on track. And I can't even tell you, like, even, not even just, like, having no period, but, like, brain fog. And I just, it was so cold all the time. Mm. And I just did, I felt weak. Like, I used to get lightheaded every day. 
Yeah, this every thing, like your period. Like, there wasn't just that, like, yeah, you know. Your period's not just the period, it's ovulation, it's making your yeah. hormones, it's your sex drive, yeah. your mood, your energy, mm-hmm. your motivation, everything. It's everything. Yeah, yeah, it 100%. is everything. Um, like, I used to come home from work and, like, literally feel faint. Mm. Like, it's like I'd have to lie down yeah. sometimes, do you know? So, yeah, it was, a, it was a strange time of my life, but look, I'm happy yeah. I went through it as well, yeah. do you know? So yeah, we worked on getting more calories in. I got Rebecca to have more healthy fats and have more calcium in her diet. I gave her magnesium. I made her for herbal tonic. I gave her some zinc. We literally come out of gun, guns blazing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a follow-up in October. No sign of your period. No. So from June to October, no sign. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me an email then in January being like, I got my period. <laughs> and I think the most interesting thing here is in this email, you were like, the last four weeks, I've stuck to 2,300 calories yeah. a day and I've been so consistent with mm-hmm. my diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it just goes that's to show that's all it really took I think like when I was like that was probably the pinpoint where I started to get like like that mm-hmm. just totally consistent like before that I was definitely up around 1800 to 2000 and I was putting up weight and everything but then like that I was like no I'm just going to do the mm-hmm. full hog now and, and yeah four weeks four weeks and it just Right. And what do you think, like if you can give anyone advice listening now who's in the same position, you know exactly how it feels to be here. That January 2021 when you were like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I don't care. I'm going to eat to 2,300 calories a day. I'm all in. What shifted there? What kind of, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to get to that point? Don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because... Like there was such a fear of putting on weight. I was never, I was never overweight, you know, but like I at like at the time I was saying like I had total body dysmorphia. I didn't realize how thin I was. But looking back on it now, like the fear I had of getting like it took me so long to just like that be so determined because I was so afraid of the weight gain. But like it was fine. Do you know, yeah. like it, I, I looked so much healthier. I felt so much better. My hair was starting to get thicker again. Like I like my hair was in everything was just in such bad condition mm-hmm. as well as like everything else. Um, Like my skin was awful. My hair was off. My nails were awful. Everything. Um, And when I started to eat more and exercise less and really put my mind to it, everything changed. Um, like I said, even brain fog, that all started to go. So it wasn't just about like getting my periods back either. Obviously, that was the end goal, but it was just all around feeling so much better in myself. Yeah. Do you know? And mm-hmm. once I got my head around the fear of it all, I've I was so much, I was a completely different person as well to be around. And would your friends and family have noticed as well? Like I'm sure they even saw it in you. Like yeah, that. yeah. 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 Um, it was kind of it was a family member that said it to me first, and I think. When I heard that, she was the first person to say it to me. That you've you've gone very skinny. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I kind of, I was really upset after that because yeah. it, we were kind of in a group of people as well. So I was really, really upset over that. And then I kind of really copped on. And when it really kind of hit me was when my dad said it to me. Because like, they don't know things no, like that. Never, he like, told me, he, like, and, and my mom as well, like. But, and what uh, did they say? They just said that they were really worried about me and because I was just gone, I was gone so thin, mm. do you know? Um, but I was putting on a front as well, like a lot. You're like, of, I'm grand, I feel the, amazing. Yeah, You're yeah. like, I'm getting so fit, and, like how quick I can run. Yeah, like, and yeah. even now, like, um, 
a lot of like my friends and my family don't know the extremes of it. Mm-hmm. They knew I lost weight and like, but I was always, you know, oh, I was just, I wasn't eating enough for well, was the busy. exercise yeah. I was doing. Yeah, yeah, um, Excuses. But like the obsessiveness over everything like was just, it was extreme. Like I look yeah. back on it now and like you just wouldn't want anyone else to go through it. It's a horrible place to be in. Do you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. yeah so definitely. it was, yeah, it was definitely when people started mm-hmm. to say it to me, it got to a point when, People were like, I was under 50 kg at one stage. Like, I was very thin, yeah. very, very thin. And what height are you? Five foot six, nearly. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm five five and I'm yeah. like, I don't know, 58 kg. So, like, yeah. just put that into perspective. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, it, it was like, it was, I think at one stage, I was maybe 46, 47 kg. Mm. Um, so, it definitely was extreme. Definitely. And did you ever go and talk to anyone about your relationship with food or have you ever gone down that road? No, because I don't feel a need to know. Yeah, Do you know that kind of way? I'm, f- I'm totally fine now. Like yeah. I feel, I definitely overcame that myself. Um, thank God mm-hmm. I was just, my I was strong enough to overcome that myself. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't need to go yeah. to anyone with that. I just kind of put my own mind to it. And like that, I listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff as well and all that kind of, all that stuff helped me. I felt like I didn't need to go talk yeah, to anyone then. Yeah. And um like obviously I started following people on Instagram that I knew had gone through the same thing and it's all about that. Like it's all about surrounding yourself with the positivity and people that have gone through yeah. everything, you know. <clears throat> so you mailed me then just to go back to our little timeline for mm-hmm. everyone listening. So Rebecca got in touch in January. They're honestly get my favorite emails, the period emails, and you were amazing. You gave me like every time we got your period. Oh, the I was spiel! Like, oh, stunning, <laughs> love. I'm like, give me all the I details. I updated you with yeah. everything. I'd say every time she saw my name coming up, she's like, oh, no, loved oh. it. Oh my god, no, loved it. But that's I mean, like it's literally been two yeah. years, nearly of us like chatting mm. every couple of months, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I always feel so honored, like because the main of my clients who they tell me they're pregnant and they're mm. like only like literally me I know and. Yeah. The, the other, their other half. Well, you were one of the first people I told as yeah. well. <laughs> I was like, I have to tell someone. So it's so lovely yeah. to be in that as well with people. But um, the really interesting. So basically, then Rebecca got her next period then around March, mm-hmm. and I said, "Look, why don't we get updated bloods done? It's been a good like fourteen months since your last blood test. You've obviously had two periods so far. Let's just see what's going on." And oh my god, all your bloods were so much better. Like your ovulation hormones, the FSH and LH were were within range again. But really interestingly, was that her ferritin and your ferritin is your iron stores was really low. I think your ferritin was like twelve, so that's that's deficient. Mm-hmm. So it was like as if you had no iron left in your tank. So your period is blood first of all, and blood also nourishes the whole uterus, brings oxygen to the area. So. Forget about hypothalamic amenorrhea for a second. Like I've had clients who just lose their period because they've low iron and low ferritin. And really interesting thing was that was never checked for you in the April, when did we have the first, yeah, like April, or no, sorry, the, the February 2020 blood mm-hmm. before you came to see me. They never checked your ferritin. So it actually could have been a factor the whole way through. And obviously I missed it. I never even thought about that because, you know, sometimes you do get a bit sidetracked. So I'm like, oh, you're deaf of hypothalamic amenorrhea. I didn't even think about the ferritin. So I'm always really strict when I have clients come into me. You know, the reason you got that done the second time is I give you a list of bloods to go in and yeah. ask for. So I think it's so important to look at every single thing and make sure that you're not missing anything. Um, so even like your hair you were talking about and your nails, like you're, you're you know, when you've low ferritin, that that's a huge factor in that. Mm-hmm. So then from kind of like March 
going forward then we were working on getting your ferritin back up again we got you on herbs because you, you said you weren't mad on red meat am I right in saying that yeah well like I wouldn't have it very often yeah you know so I probably I don't eat it enough like yeah. it's not that I, yeah I just I don't eat not it not madness yeah. yeah yeah. and then even going back like you said when you were on the pill that mm. you were getting the spotting and you were getting like yeah. your pill bleed plus spotting mm. in between like that is so significant mm-hmm. in losing too much iron like people mm. who have irregular cycles or are bleeding mid-cycle they often um, have low iron because like that, imagine, I always think you're referring to like your bath full of water and if you have to stop her out a little bit more frequently than it should be out, that's that's seriously going to go down quite quickly, mm. you know, that kind of way. Um, in terms of all the diets and things, so I kind of like, you know, a chat a little bit this now today. Now, one thing I'll say, anyone listening, I obviously cannot give personalised advice. Like, Rebecca was a client, like, we've done hours of consultations together. Like, her plan is obviously personalised for her. Now, certain things are absolutely key for hypothalamic menorrhea. Number one, your calories. Like, I get my clients on 2,000 calories initially with the goal of getting them to 2,300, 2,500. Now, could you imagine if I had said to Rebecca the first time she came to me and she's on 1,000 calories, if even a day, and I'm like, okay, honey, um, we're going to get you on 2,500. Yeah. You would have just been so overwhelmed. You wouldn't Mm. have come back to me. Like, Mm. so I was like, okay, let's aim for 2,000, like where you can. Like, let's just start working on getting those calories up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you kind of took it upon yourself and then you were even better at that. So... We got your calories up, which is literally the most important thing for anyone listening. Start working on that. Um, healthy fats are also key. I think that's another thing that kind of goes in people's diets when you're dieting. Like, you would never have peanut butter anymore. Like, never. Full fat dairy is literally like terrifying. Terrifying. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of fats are the first thing to go, mm-hmm. but hormones are made of fats. So, your estrogen, and your estrogen is that hormone that triggers ovulation is a fat like it's made from cholesterol it's a steroid hormone so without fat it's very very difficult for your body to actually have the raw materials there to even make your hormones so it's so important um i think we got you on calcium rich foods as well so Mm -hmm. another thing that people don't realize is your bone health can be really really affected with hypothalamic amenorrhea because again that hormone estrogen it also helps calcium absorption so you know some women are like, this is great. I've no period. Ask your listen. I don't want to have kids. I'll think about it in a few years' time. But like 40-year-old, like Ashing or 40-year-old Rebecca would be like, you little bitch. Like I have osteoporosis now and I'm 40 because yeah. 22-year-old Ashing didn't care enough to look into this. Do you mm-hmm. know that kind of way? Yeah. So it's really, really important. It's not just about like having a period. It's 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 what the hormones do for your mm-hmm. body. So I was getting it on all the calcium-rich foods just to make sure we're protecting your bones. And then how to find the herbs? I think the tonic is always... Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> when, I, when I first had it, I was like, what is They're this? hardcore. I <laughs> yeah, but I just got so used to it. Yeah. But uh, definitely, like, instantly, I'd say within, like, three or four weeks, I started to feel so much better after, like, the herbs and, like, my diet. Well, I just think, like, diet is so key in mm-hmm. everything, yeah. do you know? Um, it makes such a difference. But definitely with the supplements as well, I was on zinc and magnesium. Yeah. Um, I was sleeping so much better. Um, Your digestion was oh, better. Oh, yeah. everything yeah. was yeah. just so, like like that, when I really put my mind to it, like in a matter of weeks, everything just changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I had so much more energy like that. I was so much better to be around, do you know? Mm-hmm. But definitely, um, like the carbs was a huge thing for me. Like I was having no carbs. When I think back on it now, like I was having all the cauliflower rice and, mm-hmm. you know, I was having nothing. Like I remember even <clears throat> having, like for my lunch, I might have like rice cakes and tuna. Oh, it's so sad when I think about it. Um, and just kind of like 
porridge was probably nearly one of the only carbs I had in the morning. Yeah. Do you know, that was probably it. Like I was just, so carbs was a huge thing for me just to kind of get back in. And like that as well, everything was fat free. Yeah. So carbs and fats were the two main things that I really needed to open my diet. Um, but like that, the minute I did, everything changed, like mm-hmm. from my skin to my hair to energy, just my mood, energy. Sleep, yeah. yeah, like yeah. your whole yeah. system. Yeah. The carbs are really interesting as well. I think I said earlier on, like some people can actually not necessarily be underweight, but they're not eating enough carbs. And mm-hmm. I describe it like, you know, if I was going to drive Dublin, from Dublin to Galway, I need petrol. And that's going to what carbs do. Carbs the fuel mm-hmm. for ovulation. So yeah. you might be eating loads of protein every day and loads of like, I don't know, even like vegetables, which are kind of low carb enough. Yeah. Um, but no complex carbs there, which means you are not going to ovulate. No. Um, okay, so go back to our timeline. So two periods, we got you back in the tonic. Then July was your next period. Yes, yeah. July. So you can see as well, guys, listen, like it's not... And I said to Rebecca, I was like, you're, you're not going to have a monthly period straight away. Like it takes definitely some time for it to come back again. Um, but then you got the vaccine in July and you're convinced that kind of threw you a little bit. Oh, totally yeah. threw me. Because I suppose I asked you about it as well and you mm. said it was so common. Yeah. Because um, I was kind of like, it was kind of happening every maybe two, two and a half months. Um, Like that January to March. To and May. Then to May. Yeah. yeah, you know. And then... It just completely, I felt like it just disappeared again. Um, and then it, I asked you about that and you said it was so common. Yeah, after. and I have seen that a lot yeah. with clients um, yeah. with COVID. And it's still very early days. I haven't really spoken yeah. that much about it because I don't even know that much about it. I'm kind That's of waiting it. Like the for, research yeah. isn't there yet. Yeah. For, like in regards to your menstrual cycle, do you mm. know? Um, but you were saying that like there was a lot of women yeah. that you had talked to the same. And I think did you say as well yeah, that yours was, was say, kind yeah, of all over the place after that. it? The only time, so my July period after my vaccine, I didn't ovulate that month. Oh, and I had a 30, was it 35 day cycle? Now my cycle's always, like I've never, when I, I'm tracking on my my period app, I'd say for the last like five or six years, mm-hmm. the same one. And it's never been longer than 29 days, right? Okay. I was up the walls. This is August. We were getting married in September. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I am pregnant. I was like, here we go. Absolutely this pregnant. Great. I was like, day. and we're together 16 years. Like, yeah. I was like, imagine getting this far. I know. <laughs> and then falling at the hurdle. I know it sounds so dramatic, but I obviously did not want to be pregnant for our wedding. I know. Um, but yeah, and then in hindsight, then when I was actually going back, I was like, I actually don't think I ovulated this month because I'd obviously be on the ball and I see your cervical mucus and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so interesting. And then it was fine the next month. There wasn't something that happened ongoing after mm-hmm. that but I did like and I've seen it loads with clients post-COVID or after having the vaccine their, their periods can just be a little bit haywire yeah. for a while mm-hmm. um, but then you got a period in November yes the end of November I think it was the 26th of November so that was my last one so you had four periods last year yeah four periods last yes. year yeah. And in between all that, like, I think you started a new job and... I did, yeah. yeah. I started a new job. I actually, as well, so it was the January 2021 when I got my period back and I had lost my job due to COVID the previous, like, just about a month before that. Mm-hmm. Like, just before Christmas, I lost my job. And so I was like, oh, I'm definitely not going to get back now because, like, the stress with all. <clears throat> but then I, I, when I look back, I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I completely stopped. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Just completely stopped. I really enjoyed Christmas that year. Wasn't thinking about it. Like, before that, I was totally consumed with it, mm-hmm. which wasn't really good either. Like, it was all that was on my mind. I was like, why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? I was kind of blaming myself. Am I doing too much now again? And, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. And... You know, like that's not good either because yeah. then I was like, the other, oh, you don't want to hold yourself back either. Yeah. Um, and then, 
But like, I think after Christmas or at that Christmas, I just really enjoyed myself and I totally chilled out. And then it happened in January. Yeah, I got my period in January, which was mad as well because... Tell me about totally where you stopped. were when you got your period. Do you remember? I was, yeah, yeah, I was at home. Me. And um, I obviously, I was like, just feeling like my boobs were really sore for weeks. Mm. And um, I was like, oh, something must be brewing. But then I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up either. And then it was just one evening and obviously noticed that I got my period. And I just, I went in and I was just bawling, <laughs> crying. <laughs> I was like an emotional wreck. I was just like the half, the uncontrollably crying. And um, like I went into my mom and I was like, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. And she was so happy as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, because it, it was such a big thing for me. And I rang my sister then and, I was like, I'm after getting my period. But like that was April 2019 to January 2021. That was yeah, two. Yeah, I was nearly two years. Yeah, of waiting yeah. for that. And moment. like you said, the pill obviously I'd say masted yeah. as well. So God knows how long it really was. Yeah, do you know that your body was when, under that stress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it just goes to show as well. It does take time. Yeah, patience is key. And yeah, my advice and like what I've seen mostly with clients is. The people who are like, I don't care, I will literally put on a stone. If you tell me that's what I need to do, I need to do this mm-hmm. head first. They will get their periods back quicker. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, and I'm so respectful of my clients. I'm like, take as long as I need. Some of my clients, mm-hmm. I do refer them on to talk to them about maybe the relationship with food and mm-hmm. things like that. So everyone has their own journey. I know it sounds very like cliche, but it is. It's your own path. It's your own journey. Yeah. You have good days and bad days. Like even if it's not your, like let's say you went out on a Saturday night and you were hungover all day Sunday and didn't eat and you were getting sick all day. Like mm-hmm. that's going to knock you back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that way it's the yeah. consistency that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously January, then mm-hmm. at your pregnant which yes. is just it's such a lovely like year later oh, so nice. you got your period. Yeah. but I'm just so happy now that <clears throat> I went and got your help when I did because I kind of knew I always knew I wanted kids and um I just like I needed to I needed to do it do you know yeah. and I was what 20 I'm 27 now so yeah I was 25 mm-hmm. um when I decided to come off the pill but yeah. like I'm so like if I was only starting now to come off the pill there you go you know it'd be yeah. completely different and this is a big thing as well I'd say to anyone like especially if you're putting the pill to regulate your cycle chances are the issue probably hasn't been resolved mm-hmm. more than likely so mm-hmm. Like I had another guest on a few weeks ago and she came off the pill and her it took her nearly 18 months for her cycles to regulate. And she was saying like, yeah, imagine like she's 31. She's like, imagine I had to wait until after our wedding next year to yeah. be like, hey, I want to start trying now for a baby. So it's really, really important that mm-hmm. if kids are on the horizon, even in the next two years, mm-hmm. I and you're still on birth control, even to come off it and like some people get their period within like four weeks they're like oh that's brilliant and I'm like amazing like that's great but if I, it's more the people who were put on it for to mask an issue they're the people I'm yeah. a bit more wary about or yeah. the people you're like oh I think I might be over yeah. a little bit um, you know yeah. they definitely give yourself plenty of time yeah and when I found your Instagram page mm-hmm. this is when it all kicked off um, I was like because you were like you were saying you know there's just no knowledge about yeah. it, what it does and it just made so much sense and I was like no I have to come off that now and like that I was on it for 10 years straight like never took a break never took a break yeah and but I wasn't told to take a break either you know like there was no I just feel like there's no knowledge behind like you're such an expert in it Mm. but only for I found your Instagram page I probably wouldn't have I wouldn't be where I am now I don't think I would anyway. Thank you. That's a nice thing to say. No, I don't. Genuinely, I don't think if I hadn't got to see you, like definitely, 
I would the process would have been so much slower anyway. Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah. yeah. And do you feel any different now? Like the the times you did have your period last year and you were off the pill. Like you've been on the pill for most of your adult life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel different in hindsight? Being like, oh my god, I actually didn't realize that that was actually side effect of the pill. Like I find anxiety, poor gut health and mm-hmm. low libido, the three main things I see with clients. Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, come off the pill and then see how those symptoms are. And if they're still mm-hmm. really extreme, well then definitely look into them. But a lot of people, they really improve when people aren't on birth control anymore. Yeah, like I felt, I felt completely different when I came off it. But like that, when I came off it as well, I was in the height of my fitness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's kind of hard to, it's hard to know because... I still had, like you were saying, I, I think I still had all those symptoms from overexercising, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So it wasn't until I got my diet right and Last like, year. like, yeah, ex- <clears throat> that I really started to feel yeah, the difference. The benefits of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, amazing. I'm going to go back. You've shared so much good information today. And I hopefully people listening can just, like, you were their podcast now to have that, like, inspiration from. Oh, I hope so. Because it really helped me when I was going through they it. They can do it. They can do it. It's just mm-hmm. what was your saying? Don't be afraid. Yeah, I think the, the bi- well, the biggest thing with me anyway, it, like, was fear. The fear of like, just I thought I was just going to put on so much. I thought I was going to go from one extreme to the other. That's what was in my head. I was like, balloon, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But it's funny because I actually was quite the so the December that Christmas that it like I really relaxed and whatever. When I look back on pictures and stuff, I ac- I can actually see in my face that I was quite swollen, okay. <laughs> which is quite funny. Like it's, it's completely different, but it did like just regulate. Yeah. You know, I think at the beginning, like I, I was not, I think I just really noticed it in my face, but um, like not an extreme, you know, it was just. And that's your happy way. I think sometimes yeah. we think, and again, it's just society, like, you yeah. know, extreme thinness which is what yeah. and especially our age like I know I was brought up brought up or I was yeah literally brought up watching mm-hmm. the hills and watching like Kardashian. the Kardashians mm, yeah. even the Kardashians aren't as bad because now they're kind of more curvy but like yeah, true the hills was like Adrena who was oh actually my God, yes. collarbone yeah. like you know what I mean and I remember being like mm-hmm. stunning like I want mm-hmm. to be her like so mm-hmm. when I was in 60 when I was in secondary school we all wanted to be skinny like I skinny, did not skinny. have a bum yeah, yeah. I wanted collarbones like yeah. that is literally yeah. the extreme yeah. so it's funny then how we think what we should look like isn't, basically what I'm saying is when you put on the weight and you got your period back, that was your body's happy weight. Oh, 100%. You think you yeah. know better, but it's only society telling us, only you're actually meant to look like this way. Yeah. Do you know that kind yeah. of way? So. And as well, like I, I actually, like I looked so much better. Whereas mm. I thought I looked, I looked fabulous when I was so thin, yeah. but like. Then I look back on it and I, like I did hit me at a point as well when people started saying to me like I, then I really started to look and say oh my god no I am I'm way too thin mm-hmm. it, that did hit me eventually yeah but it did take time but uh, like I'm so much so much healthier now do you know which is great like and I don't I don't feel that with food at all anymore yeah. I don't have that relationship with it anymore. Yeah. I'm so so happy for you. Mm. Rebecca, thank you so, so much for coming in today. Honestly, like I just think your story is going to help so many women out there. And obviously you have a beautiful little baby on the way, Mm. June, September. And she looks amazing. (laughs) If you want to go and look at the video recording, she's actually like glowing. Um, Thank you. But yeah, honestly, thank you so much. And it was so nice to meet you in person. Thanks so much for having me. I know, eventually. (laughs) Um, And obviously to anyone who 
want more information of this now you can come and book in for a consultation with me or like a lot of other nutritional therapists will have been you know trained in the same way like we all had to study this in college as well so it doesn't have to be me I know like I obviously have such a big long waiting list but I have so much guilt on sometimes because I can't see everyone but hopefully this podcast will help you I would say step one get bloods done to determine exactly what's going on I have a highlight on my Instagram called blood testing so you can go on take a little screenshot and all of the lists will be there Step two, then find a practitioner to work with, whether it's myself or someone else who specializes in hormones. And then step three, don't be afraid and be patient and give yourself time and um, you will get there. Yeah, it will definitely get there. It will happen. It will happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rebecca, thank you so much. And I will talk to everybody in the next episode. Thank you, Ashley, for having me.